Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. Welcome to April's Sports Podcast. I am your right hand man. I am Hayden Tucker. I'm Brody Feldman. Welcome, Brody Feldman. This is episode 98. This podcast drops every Monday and Thursday around noon. Uh, this podcast covers local high school sports, state colleges, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and hot, hot topics. And I'm going to correct him. This is episode 99. We just said it. Facebook listeners, you're seeing me make a mistake here. I'm, that's what I do, apparently. Uh, this is episode 99. We're also oh very close to episode 100. Uh, so close, in fact, some would say it, it's our very next episode would be episode 100. Some would be so bold. Um, yeah. We just don't want to make it. Is it going to be Wednesday? Yeah, well, I'm just saying our next episode. I'm not going to say Wednesday because you never know uh, with, with Hey Bro. But we're excited to come, come to you here on a Sunday night, Monday for you podcast listeners. Mon- uh, a Monday full of uh, some good stuff going on we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, we're all excited about that um, Thunder game and everything and, and maybe some snow, maybe some weird wacky weather. We're excited to be here. We're excited to be talking sports because it's always something. We got a full episode for you tonight. We've got a full weekend full of basketball, rumors, thunder, everything. Uh, Ohio State news, sort of Ohio State news, sort of Texas news. You know, if you get if you catch my drift, everybody. I know where you're going. We have some news right here in the uh, state of Oklahoma. We only had one. Oklahoma college game to pick because they both play each other and um, we both got it right I have to say but Boomer. you know we'll, we'll dive into that what Boomer. we will dive into that more here and in, uh, in, in later on in the show but uh, first first let's let's head off to the NBA because we had we had such a such a uh, such a <laughs> lovely weekend um I just went neutral with Oklahoma today. Okay. Just Oklahoma. Uh, what an exciting weekend in the NBA. We did. In the NBA? In the NBA. And it's still going on. Man, it is too early for me to be worrying about the NBA on the weekend. Mm. I well, watched the Thunder on uh, Saturday night um, and watched the streak end at 7. Uh, may have uh, shed a tear. Uh, I didn't shed a tear only because Oklahoma City Thunder, goodness they, gracious, Oklahoma they City do Thunder, not they, know how to play defense, man. You can count on, pardon me, you can count on just a few things in this world, and one of them being is that the Thunder are going to lose to the Dallas Mavericks. It's just a given. The Dallas Mavericks could replace their roster with South Dakota State's basketball team, and they'd probably find a way to lose because of the little horsey on uh, that's on the logo of the jersey sitting across from them. Yeah, they lost to them. But that's not even the big news, Brody. Hold on. Did you know at one time I saw the Thunder had out-rebounded offensively, offensive rebounds. The Thunder had 20 to the Mavericks, two. Wow. Yeah, you know, that's something I kind of noticed. I guess we're just going to jump right into it. That's something I kind of noticed over these past two games. Over the past two games, is that the Thunder have been offensive, have been getting a lot of offensive rebounds against the Rockets, and then again, now that you're mentioning it, 
Uh, I didn't watch it. I watched a little bit of it, but I was more tuned into Texas Techs and Texas. Hmm. Um, Good game. It was it was terrible whenever I switched it back over to the um, Thunder game and I switched it back to the Texas game. But uh, yeah, they've been offensively re- off, they've been getting a lot of offensive rebounds, and it's really helped them out uh, a lot. But I think part of the problem is they don't know what to do in those 14 seconds. I think it's kind of getting them because. I don't know if it's just me. It could just be me and, and looking and saying, oh, man, there's only 14 seconds as compared to what it used to be, 24. Uh, so maybe I'm just getting a little anxiety. It seems like they, they kind of do, too, because they they get it and they're like, okay, we got brand new shot clock. Oh, wait, we don't have a brand new shot clock. We have to hurry up and get a shot off, and so we're just going to shovel it over to Paul George and let him chunk something up. Against the Rockets, it worked. Maybe it didn't work. I I, I didn't watch it. I, I can't see uh, points off of uh, offensive rebounds, but I'd like to. It'd be kind of nice. Hi, Cameron Asher. Uh, Hi, Cameron and Asher. <laughs> those are my cousins. Okay. Thanks for watching, Conants. Appreciate it. Uh, podcast listeners, if you're not watching on Facebook, what are you doing? And Facebook listeners, if you're not listening to the podcast, uh, what are you doing? You're wrong. Yeah. Everybody's wrong if you're not doing both. Uh, I'm just kidding. And we appreciate it. Both of you, Ooh, what a Facebook and podcast listeners, but thank you to my family for watching. I appreciate it. Um, but you can do both those things at Hayro Podcast on your favorite social media places. H-A-Y, the podcast. Back to the Thunder. Um, the Thunder played poorly against the Mavericks, but they played well against the Rockets. And part of that game against the Rockets was just their own dysfunction. The Rockets start out one and five. They won three straight. They're looking to make it four. They're still a little hungry, still trying to figure some things out with injuries and stuff. They were missing Eric Gordon. That was a, a late minutes, late roster scratch there. Uh, I I went to the game uh, against the Rockets, and on the way I, I saw he was officially out. Um, oh man, I got laid out. And uh, got to the arena, and I sat down, and he was around there shooting some shots. But, you know, uh, at some point, he went back, trampled back in the locker room and didn't play for the rest of the night. And then it kind of, they, they came out, and they just, I mean, they, they came out to a huge lead, and they kept it for a long time. And then they made, then, then the Rockets made a little bit of a run, and then the Thunder just, boom, right back at them. And uh, that place was so close to exploding if they had just made a couple more plays. But it, what they didn't, they just, they, they kept the game um, where it needed to be, and... They won. Uh, they won diligently, I guess you could say, in a diligent manner. Ninety-eight, eighty. Ninety-eight, eighty. Uh, Second game in a row, they held their opponent to eighty points. That is the. That is. Everybody knows the Rockets as being uh, one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. That is the worst uh, offensive performance of any team in the NBA so far this season. That is the worst. But part of that. Good job, Thunder defense. <laughs> <laughs> part of that problem was, and the Thunder defense is playing very well. Uh, part of that problem is, is the Carmelo Anthony factor. See ya. And there are a lot of rumors with him as well. Uh, He's out. Somebody else. Who, there aren't any rumors anymore. It's official. Um, not Carmelo Anthony with uh, Jimmy Butler, but Carmelo Anthony comes out and. Uh, He's lucky to have one field goal make. He, he never saw the, the ball go into the basket all night long. He got a goaltending call from Nerlens Noel. Uh, a lucky one. If I, if I, did, I, don't, I don't really know. I was, I, was in the, I was just in the mood. I was like, oh, yeah, I keep missing shots. And I, I was joking around with the uh, – I was just, you know, you're in the crowd. You, you start feeling the crowd. But Melo went 1 for 11. Really, it's 0 for 12. Uh, he had two points, shot 9% from the field, 0 for 6 from 3. He looked terrible. 
I sat. He's looked bad all year. Yes, he has. Uh, I sat right next to the visitors locker room, where they, you know, where they come in and come out. And uh, I sat, you know, I was right in front of the, the visitors bench, so I was watching the Rockets all night long, and you know, saw what was going on on the bench at halftime. Coming back out. Oh, sorry about that, Brody. Okay. Halftime coming back out. I, I look over and Chris Paul's got Mello, got his arm around him, and they're just Mello's just got his his head down. Chris Paul's trying to talk talk him up. I mean, you could even see it just on the floor. I mean, he was just so upset with himself and not being able to uh, perform well. And I was talking to, uh, I met Royce Young over the weekend. I was talking to Royce Young about it. And uh, he said, well, if you remember his game last year against the Knicks, he did the same exact thing. He came out and played terribly. And he shot a ton of shots, He didn't, but he couldn't make them. He was trying to go play some hero ball, and he couldn't. And uh, that's something I didn't think about. But it's what he was trying to do, and I think that totally upset him that he couldn't come out and play well against his former team uh, when he really wants to. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Because of that, Houston Rockets said, sayonara, buddy. Reportedly, uh, Mark Stein put on Twitter earlier, uh, the Rockets have denied that they're, he he, he had a string of tweets, he's been on this story all day long. Uh, he's the one who kind of said this, but he goes, uh, the Rockets have denied they are waiving Carmelo Anthony, but two sources close to the situation say Anthony has been informed that his brief time with the team will soon be ending. Anthony has been listed as out for Houston's game tonight against Indiana, in tonight being Sunday. Uh, he's been out. I will say to his um, illness, that's kind of weird because uh, at the beginning of the game, Melo was back on a bike in the, in the tunnel before the game, before he came out. So it's kind of weird that he had one injury there and now he's sick all of a sudden. Uh, you know, it happens, but I don't know. That was kind of weird. So that was the report. Uh, and immediately afterward, uh, we find out that the Rockets have been... We, we, we found this out yesterday that the Rockets were meeting with him, but come to find out they're meeting with everybody and trying to figure out what's wrong with uh, the team, what they need to do. And um, Did James Harden say, uh, mellow, duh. <laughs> it's, it, it's been kind of a weird complex, and I... Uh, it, what, what they're seven they're four and six now they've played 10 games and they're four and six that's out of the playoffs for now but they've struggled having both their stars on the floor and just having a full team completely James Harden's been out with some I think uh, thigh issues or something with his leg Chris Paul had that suspension Eric Gordon's been out Carmelo has been out even so they've had a lot they haven't really had any time on the floor with each other uh so I don't know if they would want to blow it up just yet, but obviously they've got some problems that they need to resolve. You need them to pick it up if they're going to take that two seed, like you said they will. Yes, uh, man, I didn't, I didn't think that they were going to be this bad, but they are. Um, they played some guys I'd never heard of. Can you believe that? I didn't hear somebody. If you haven't heard of them. I know. I don't I, even know if you should bring them up. <laughs> I know. I was, I was watching the pregame shoot around, and I go, "Who's this tall white dude?" His name is, I, I think, is Isaiah Hardenstein, Hardenstein, uh, and Gary Clark. I think I've heard of Gary Clark. I don't know. But I definitely haven't heard of Isaiah Hardenstein. So it's weird that they're rolling some of the stuff out. The the Michael Carter-Williams experiment isn't working out. Uh, it's not going well at all. They didn't even play a backup point guard all night long. They just put James Harden in there, and they played their small ball lineup with Mello at the center or P.J. Tucker at center. So it was weird. Uh, that's weird. But that's something that, that you may want to come up, come be watching uh, as they as they go along here. I personally am not a fan of waving a player like Carmelo Anthony 
10 games into the season. I think you give it a little more time. You wait a little little while longer, especially since you might, you want, you might want to wait until... You don't like cutting them before the season's over, so of course you don't like cutting them with 10 games left. This is a weird situation. Uh, I don't like getting rid of coaches midway through the season. Players are a little different. I would wait, though, until some of these signings, until you can maybe get uh, some of these guys that, that can be waived, can be traded for, so that way you're dropping him and you don't just have an open roster space that you need to fill with whatever guy in the G League. Uh, I would wait for some of these contracts to become available, some of these guys available to be traded. Really looking towards Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, and probably Michael Carter-Williams as trade pieces. I think that the Rockets probably have a trade up their sleeve, but we'll see. But speaking of trades, we had a trade a month later than people thought we were going to have a trade. Trade alert! We had a sham wow. We had a sham wow bomb thing. People call him sham wow. Sham from wow. Sham Yeah, Sham Sharnia tweeted out. I was at. I was in uh, the mall. I was at. What what is it? Uh, the candle store. The um, Bath and Body Works. Mm-hmm. I was at Bath and Body Works. Pull out my phone. For the first of 990 times, apparently this week, uh, if you ever go look at your uh, phone usage, phone screen time, I'd probably have doubled it from what you. <laughs> from uh, what he's learned tonight. I I was on my phone for 43 hours last week. Mm. This is ridiculous. I got 2,100 some odd notifications and this and that. And I wonder why my phone dies so quickly. <laughs> but I got on my phone, looked at it. Jimmy Butler had been traded. I was in the middle of the mall. I called my friend. I was calling when big stuff happens. I was talking to him. I was like, for what? I was like, I don't know. I just got the notification. So I, I got him on speaker in the middle of the mall. I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. So the, uh, the the Timberwolves trade Jimmy Butler to the Philadelphia 76ers at a left field, which is what I kind of heard might happen. And of course, it always happens that one of these big players out of, just come out of nowhere and they get traded to a weird team. They get traded. Uh, he gets traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Which is an interesting move for a team that was looking for a, a, an established star. They wanted to get LeBron. They wanted to get Paul George. They wanted to get Kawhi. And they missed out on all three of those guys. So they got Jimmy Butler. And we'll see how that works. But they trade they trade him for... Um, they, the, the 76ers are sending the Timberwolves, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second-round pick for Jimmy Butler and, and Justin Patton, uh, a high-draft pick that they, they actually traded... Uh, the Bulls for in the Jimmy Butler trade. So Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton came together and they're leaving together. I was at uh, Mustang High School's basketball media day today. Yep. And I wanted to know what the younger generation thought about this trade. Okay. So I asked a few of them and thought, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you not like it? What do you think about uh, Jimmy Butler? Is he something that, is he someone that you look up to? Yada, yada, yada. The consensus was Jimmy Butler is one of the best players in the league. And he is one of the biggest competitors in the league. Mm-hmm. All he wants to do is win. For some reason, they believe he doesn't care about the money. He doesn't care about his individual stats. He wants to win the ball game. Suppose This is what I was told today. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they said... I don't know if this is a good trade because I don't know if he wins there. He will win a lot more than being with the 
Timberwolves for sure. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves are in the West in the first place, or they they weren't making the playoffs with Jimmy Butler, um, and he just doesn't have the the tools around him now. Jimmy Butler will win. He will he will go. He'll he'll be in the playoffs this year. He'll win a lot of games. He'll be competing for a top three seed, four seed in the East for sure. He'll be an All Star for sure. Uh, I'll I'll put some money on it if I have to. He 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 will have what he needs in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't doubt that. But the thing that is weird to me about what what they think, about what you just said, that the kids thought, was that how many just random things that we that people thought he was leaving for. At one point, he said he was leaving because of the money. At one point, he said it wasn't about the money. It was this. It was that. It was this. It was that. It was so weird how we couldn't get anything out of him, and then it was it, they thought that they could win with him, and then after um, Woj reported after that that loss against Sacramento, they realized uh, Tom Thibodeau realized that they couldn't win with Jimmy Butler, so they are um, they they're going without him. They they traded him, so that that's what's kind of weird. I think the 76ers, you know, what's weird is is that the Timberwolves waited for so long and. They thought that holding out would drive his stock up, but it drove it way down. And this is what mm-hmm. they got for him. They got sure they got Dario Saric. I think he's a solid, he's a solid, uh, solid offensive presence. He's not much on the defensive end. This isn't going to be much of a defensive team, which is weird for a Tom Thibodeau team. He's, he's known for his defense. It's just it, it was a weird trade. They get uh, they get Robert Covington, who I I've known to like uh, over the past little bit. I've Started to not like him anymore because he can't shoot anymore for some reason. Jared Bayless, a 2022 second round pick. It just doesn't seem like they were they they were they had his image as one of the best players in the league. We're trading basically a Kevin Durant, a LeBron James, and this is where they get back for him. They didn't get another player to compete with them. Are they are they going into rebuild? I mean, they're they're going to be a solid team for sure, but they they thought that they were going to compete. They were going to compete for a four seed, and they were competing for a four seed last year until Jimmy Butler got hurt. It's so weird, but looking at the at the Timberwolves, I mean, they've got they've got Jeff Teague now, they've got Andrew Wiggins, uh, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and and Carl Anthony Towns, which is assumed to be their their uh, starting five. And I just don't know too much about that. The 76ers, they've got. I think it's time to put Markel back on the on the bench. They get Ben Simmons at point guard, Jimmy at, at the two. Um, Wilson Chandler at small forward, somebody I can't, I don't even know who at, at power forward. Maybe Amir Johnson. I don't know. And um, maybe, they, maybe they just put Jimmy at small forward and Wilson Chandler at the at the four. I don't know. And then Joel Embiid. So it's kind of a weird thing. I'm just gonna have to wait and see how it, it turns out. But I think this is a good a good move for a 76ers team that they're not gonna get one of those marquee free agents. I guess they don't feel like they can get Kevin Durant over this summer after seeing how. Poorly they did. They're not, obviously not going to get LeBron James or or Paul George because those guys are off the off the market. Kawhi Leonard may still be up, but they're putting all their eggs in their basket here, and they feel like they can re-sign him. So uh, this was interesting. It was very interesting. I was shocked when I when I uh, yeah. got the notification on my Apple Watch. I looked at it and I was like, "What? No way!" To Philadelphia. I think I even texted you and said, "Jimmy to Phil, to Seventy Sixers." Wow. Um, just crazy, crazy trade. Um, I, I mean, I think it helps. Obviously I think it helps them. I think it helps uh, Philly, but, uh, they're still not going, I still don't have them winning the East. 
no. uh, in the regular season or in, in the playoffs. I don't see him making the uh, championship because of this trade. Um, I think yeah. it's just one that it, it probably gets him, I don't know, what would you say, six to eight more wins? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's, that's quite a bit, considering that they were already supposed to be a a, a good team. It just depends on how they're, how this affects their depth. Of course, this takes away some of their depth there. Uh, what does it do for their offense? They, they lose a shooter in Robert Covington, a, a good offensive player in Dario Saric, and you replace it with a guy who, uh, I mean, he can play some offense, but he's a little streaky in Jimmy Butler. He's more of a defensive guy, but he's, he's going to hit some big shots down, down the stretch. It's just... JJ uh, Reddick's going to need to have a bigger role now. Um, it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting. But I saw a rumor that the Pelicans were this close to trading for him, but they didn't want to give up J. Rue. They want to give up Drew Holiday, so they that, didn't get him. That that would be a good fit if they find if the Pelicans finally did something to keep Anthony Davis around. To, that could have been scary. Yeah, but they didn't want to give up. Drew Holiday, which is understandable. If you give up Drew for Jimmy Butler, you kind of lose some of that. I mean, you're just basically swapping one player out for another. But, yeah, it, it, it was quite the uh, the experience over the weekend. Very interesting stuff happened. Um, so let us know what you think about this trade. We want to know what if who, if somebody won, did both teams win? I, I'm hearing a little bit of both. More on that both teams won. A lot of people think both teams won. I'm, I personally want to see how this plays out because – my initial thought is that the uh, that the, the Timberwolves lost, but I don't know. Uh, I can be swayed. We'll see. But let us know in the comments for Facebook and, and for you podcast listeners. You can go on our Facebook. You can go on our Twitter, at Haybro Podcast. That's H-A-Y-Bro Podcast. You can go on and let us know because we definitely want to know. But now, we're going to move on to college football. Today's college football news. Today's college football news. So you want... You got, you got something pulled up for it? Oh, he's got a little soundbite. You will now, Abro, takes a look into Twitter to see what we think's going on behind the keyboard. Today, we'll be doing Twitter. So that's what you want. You want to talk about what is his actual Twitter? Z A C H Smith. You want to talk about the guy that's trying to get everybody to forget that he beat his wife. And he wants to turn the tide on someone that possibly cheated on his wife. Uh, yeah, Zach Smith just started tweeting again all of a sudden, five hours ago, uh, as of right now here on Sunday. Just starts tweeting for no reason at Tom Herman. Whoa. First tweet. Um, there are a lot of tweets. I'm not going to read them all because there are a lot of them. But a lot of them come in the same nature. First one goes, how do at Coach Tom Herman and at his wife, I don't even know what this name is, Phelan, how do Tom Herman and his wife Phelan after their horrendously underperforming season? Um, I didn't know his wife was a part of the team, but okay. Better question, how does she feel about her husband being the biggest um, S-bag in America? Doesn't want to ruin her own life? Just like she told my ex. I'm done being quiet, Michelle. So... He's saying, Zach Smith here is saying, that Tom Herman cheated on his wife uh, at some, what, Asian massage parlor or something he said, right? Um, and also, this is, this is one of my favorite ones. 
he he te- he texted Tom Herman by the way and said pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I love the Tom Herman response. Have you seen this? He goes, "Okay, period, cool." And he goes, "Hook him," and then he does the little thing. Oh my god, that was that was kind of funny. And then he goes, "Oh, where is it? Where is it? this is this is really this is really just something here." Where where did it go? Hold on. He says something here about. I can't find it. I didn't see that. That's wow. It says something about how he is cheating on. Basically, he goes on just a bunch of tweets, just saying how what he did, how is what I did so bad? Whenever Tom Herman cheated on his wife, how come? How come he's not getting any of this attention? How come um, he's not getting this attention because he stole uh, Gatorades and mixed them with vodka? It's like, buddy, buddy. And then for some reason, he, I think he, did he? no, he didn't. I thought he tweeted at uh, Urban, but I don't think he did. Yeah, so he's saying that beating his wife is wow. the same thing as... Uh, Basically, he is trying to get everybody to uh, go after Tom Herman uh, for a moral... Moral law broken. Law. Because we were, we were talking on the phone, I said, I don't... I mean, I guess because marriage is a legal, legally binding thing, I don't know if that's actually a law or whatever. But you know, domestic abuse is definitely a law that you. That's know. definitely a law that you can't you can't beat somebody. <laughs> takes up. you to jail. Yeah. Uh, cheating on somebody, yeah, it's a bad look for you know, the morals. These but... days, the more I go about it, these days, I'm I'm just starting to believe that beating up your family, children, wife is okay. Uh, I'm seeing more, more and more. Things, uh, instances by the day where people are getting away with uh, beating their children and, you know, keeping their jobs and, and everything. And, and same thing with Zach Smith. He's, he's I mean, sure, it ruined his, uh, his, his life, apparently, as he says. But, um, so he ruined, something ruined his life that was a law. Uh, so now he's going to try and attack somebody else. Which, which this isn't even this isn't even the same thing. It's not the same thing as cheating on your wife. It's not when you when you. I'm just saying somebody brought him down. So now yeah. he's going to try and tear somebody else down. So trying to lift only, somebody up, he's going to tear him down. I think it's only fair, I guess. Um, it's just sad. The it's way sad. the way he has uh, started tweeting today and tweeting a lot. Hopefully, Courtney and the kids or nobody's there with him. Because you guys start wondering, has he put a little too much alcohol in his body today? Is that what's finally letting him decide? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start text. Or I'm gonna start tweeting. I have that liquid courage in my body. He did uh, address that because somebody tweeted him and said, "I guess at uh, Coach Zach Smith has been hitting ye old bottle this Sunday afternoon." And he goes, "Oh, I hit the bottle less than Tom Herman did nightly when he took G2s from OSU to mix with vodka." But good story. So there's that tweet I was looking for. So, I guess he has been drinking. He's just trying to say, I've drank less than Tom Herman did. Yeah. So it's okay. Oh, man. man. What a great alcoholic, scary, pathetic man. Say it to his face. I will. He can beat me up. He would beat me up. He could, he could beat me up pretty good. I bet. But that's against the law. Moving on. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Um, moving on. Let's let's talk about some more picks. Our picks this weekend. 
Man. Why don't we talk about the first one? Ohio State, Michigan State. Brody, you got this one wrong. I think I have finally fallen hard on my face off of the uh, off the old bandwagon the, toward the, the old Michigan State Spartans. Uh, if you didn't fall off of it, it it uh, broke it. It broke that bandwagon. I think it uh, fell off, and you're sitting out the middle of the Chisholm Trail or whatever. I don't know. I think today has uh, done to me what it did to the flag carrier yesterday at OU in the Boomer Schooner. I think didn't see that. I think I fell off and uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he he, uh, you know the guy that leans backwards out. He's got the flag, and there's somebody inside the yes. wagon holding his legs. So the guy that's leaning out with the flag, he uh, the guy inside kind of like stumbles forward a little bit. And so that puts the guys back on the ground. Well, he picks himself off, up off the ground a little bit to where he's not just dragging anymore. Well, then when they got up into the tunnel, where it's like concrete or whatever it is, he wasn't up high enough, so his back was just like skidding across it. And you could see him trying to say something. And then all of a sudden, he just like falls because the guy inside the wagon lets him go. <laughs> oh, it was it was bad. I think that if you if you've seen that video, that's what I looked like uh, on this Michigan State bandwagon because I was trying to hold on for the longest time possible. Uh, I'm done. I'm Ohio off. Ohio State beat Michigan State. What was it? What was the final score? I had it pulled up just a second ago. Ohio State beat Michigan State twenty six to six. I beat them by twenty. The line was at three and a half. I went with Ohio State. You went with Michigan State. I got that and one. And eleven right of those points. No, uh, nine of those points. Uh, Michigan State gave to Ohio State in the end zone with a uh, looked like the punter intentionally let the snap go past him through the back of the end zone for a safety. Uh, the quarterback dropped a snap. Ohio State jumped on it for a touchdown. Nine points. It's just like, wow, what are y'all doing? They just could, They did not know how to hold on to a snap or even catch one. Right. Washington State and Colorado – I got my first one wrong. I picked Colorado to keep it close. Maybe not to win, but keep it close. And they didn't even do that. They lost in uh, Michigan State fashion. <laughs> the uh, the Cougars beat the Buffaloes 31-7. to I got that one wrong. You got that one right. That was a good game. I watched most of that. Uh, or Probably not most. I watched a lot of it. Gardner Minshew, the quarterback with the old uh, handlebars, as Baker Mayfield likes to call it, uh, played very well, 35 of 58, 335 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he continues to put his name at the top of the uh, quarterback list, I believe. Um, but it was embarrassing. Color- the Colorado faithful. They were not faithful. That stadium was like, I would probably say at least... 75% empty. Was it a ba- as bad as Texas Tech's stadium looked uh, last night? Texas Tech's real bad. I didn't. I saw them zoom out and there was like nobody there. I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't pay attention to that. Nobody said anything that I saw, but they zoomed out and there was like nobody there. And then you're watching the game and big plays were happening. Mm-hmm. Silent. Nobody. So I, I thought maybe my eyes didn't deceive me. Well, that's there really how, wasn't anybody there. That's how uh, against it was cold. OU... Against OU, it was one of those that OU jumped out a little bit. Boom, people left. 
Texas Tech brought it back within a, a two touchdowns yep. or so or whatever it was, and uh, they just didn't have a crowd to, to build momentum off of. So Welcome to Lubbock. Lubbock, Texas. Speaking of Lubbock, Texas, and this Texas-Texas Tech game, I went, the, I went with the Red Raiders, you went with the, uh, the Longhorns, and I got that one wrong. I got it wrong. Texas was a one-half-point favorite. I thought Tech could pull off the upset. I, I was going bold. It's going bold. It's something I, I believe deep down in my heart. But at the same time, probably should have known better. Texas wins, uh, what was that? 30, 40-something, 30-something. It was 40-34. 41-34. Correct. Um, I got that one wrong. I did not, however, get Auburn versus Georgia wrong. We both got that one right. Pardon me just a second. <coughs> God bless you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. L- hold on, hold on. We can't just that little Jordan Humphrey touchdown with twenty with twenty one seconds to go. Did that? And you might not even watch. I the, I, I did episode. not. I did not. But um, go ahead. Have so have you ever even seen this Michael Crabtree catch? Nope. I saw it. Well, here's the thing. They brought up. You texted that to me. Five seconds later, they brought it up on TV. They said, that might remind you of, and they brought it up. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the same exact play. It was the same end zone, late in the game, yeah. same two teams. Uh, the only thing was Texas was supposed to win uh, both games. This time mm-hmm. Texas won, last time Texas Tech won. Uh, I had that wrong. Texas Tech was supposed to win that one. Uh, and Crabtree caught it five. Turned up field, tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe into the end zone. This one, little Jordan Humphrey, he uh, goes up, high points the ball. It was almost like the same way, um, what's your boy's name? Um, Vikings. Stephon Diggs. Oh, Diggs. Stephon Diggs. He, he, he caught that ball, he turned around right by that end zone. It was a little farther, a little yeah. different, but uh, it reminded me of that, how he just kind of turned around and avoid stepping out and scampered in. And uh, little Jordan Humphreys get pu- gets pulled down, sack with a monster sack too. Uh, Dak Prescott might be injured, um, but he got pulled down. Uh, luckily, he's six foot twelve and <laughs> and uh, yeah. lunged into the end zone uh, for the little Jordan Humphrey little Jordan. touchdown. Man, what a name! Little Jordan, little Jordan, little Dash Jordan. Um, he ain't little. He, he ain't. He, that's for sure. He ain't. I'll tell you what Michael Crabtree's up to this these days. He's uh, disappointing me on my fantasy team. Uh, moving <laughs> on. Auburn versus Georgia. We both thought Georgia would, would win by more than 14 points because that was the line, and we were correct. Georgia won by 17. Final score was 27 to 10. Um, go Georgia. Go Bulldogs. Thank you for giving a point. However, he didn't help me out because Brody also picked Georgia. So, whatevs. Moving on to the NFL. Today is Sunday. For podcast listeners, it's Monday. A lot of a lot of action happened. The Saints, most notably, blew out uh, the Bengals, fifty-one to fourteen. The Saints. Who that? Who that? Who that thinks gonna beat them Saints? Who Dax? Who does? I mean, who does? <laughs> who does beat them Saints? Yes. Uh, who does getting paid to tear that Achilles? <laughs> Des, this is supposed to be Des Bryant's first game with the. Um, with the Saints, however, as fate would have it, towards Achilles, unfortunately. That sucks. That's sad. That but, does suck. Um, 
We both picked the Saints to win by more than five and a half points, and gee, Wilkers, did they ever? Thirty-seven points. Thirty-seven to be points. Uh, what if that line? What if the line was at thirty-five? I would not have touched it. No, not with the ten foot ball. <laughs> no. What have we got in wrong? You you do not touch that line in the NFL. I bet you if the line's at thirty-five for whatever reason. They would have. They the Bengals would have won this game. <laughs> they would have heard that, and they would have. Uh, they would have won this game. But we get that one. Um, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh my. All played each other. I saw Lions, Tigers, and Bears this weekend at the zoo. Uh, funny enough, no. Lions and the Bears played each other. We picked differently. I picked the Bears to win by more than six and a half points, and you picked the Lions to cover, if not win. I don't remember exactly. No. Just cover. And they didn't even do that because the Bears won 34-22. to 22. It actually wasn't that close at until all. the very end of the game. Yeah. It was at halftime. It was 26-7. to 7. Wow. 26-7. Yeah. yeah. That's, but um, whooping. That's, that's for sure. But that is for sure. Bears are about to get that but whoop next Sunday. Most likely. Most. Indubitably. We picked the Redskins and the Buccaneers. That wasn't very close either. Final score. Sorry about that. I keep hitting your knees, your legs. Um, final score: sixteen to three. The Redskins down the Buccaneers. That both, game was ugly. We both went Redskins. We both bounce back. Got a W. We were going for that bounce back. Yes. And that's uh, it. Kind of scared me because the Bucks. The Bucks. Or the Redskins had a bunch of injuries going into this game. A bunch of inactives that were named this morning. So I was a little worried about that one. But they found a way to, to bounce back and pull it out. We messed up, Brody. Oh, we messed up big time. I went ahead and I just went all in on Scam Newton. And he messed up big this is what happens whenever I trust the Panthers. This is when I don't trust the Steelers. Can you ever trust the Steelers? No. The answer is no. Uh, the Steelers put a whooping on the Panthers. They beat them uh, Thursday night. They beat them. What was that final score? I'm, I'm looking for it. Can't, can't find it. There it is. 52-21. to 21. It's only 21 because of a late Christian McCaffrey touchdown. I have to say, thank you, Christian McCaffrey. You had a One big game. One of his three. One of his three. He had all three touchdowns, and he had a butt-ton of uh, fantasy points. 38? 39? Thank you. This is best. This is best fantasy performance to date in a blowout loss. How crazy. We both went Panthers, and we both were terribly mistaken. We, I'll be the first one to admit it. I was wrong. I was, at, I was at the Thunder game, came back. We went to Toby Keith's afterward, went and watched the game, and it was just... It was just a bubble thing. It was it was terrible. We're right now we're waiting on this Dallas Philadelphia game to finish up. It's in the third quarter, twelve, third, basically thirteen minutes left to go. The uh, the Cowboys are not favored. The Eagles are a seven point favorite in this game. Ugh. Golden Tate, give us the flag. Come on. But the Cowboys are up thirteen to three right now. It's up. It's ten points. For those who can't do the basic math that even I can do. It's 10 points, uh, as so, long as the Cowboys... That means the... That, how is that not pers- pass interference right there? How is it not? He did not give the wide receiver a chance to catch the ball. I don't know. 
I don't know this very specific rule, but I would think maybe because he didn't turn around and see the ball, he didn't know. I don't know. But um, right now I have six six wins on the weekend. You have five. If you win this one, you'll tie it up with me and go six and one, two, three, four, six and four. Um, if not, I go six and four, six. I go seven and, and four, seven and three. And you, God, I'm terrible at math. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. If you win that one, you go seven and four, and not. I don't. I don't know. I just give up. I'm gonna give up at this math. But coming into it, I was 57 and 39. You were 54 and 40, 50 and 45. God, I can't even say numbers. <laughs> Maybe get treated for dyslexia or something because I'm saying 54, 40. It's 54 to 45, so five, four, four, five. Yeah, so um, either way, I'm gonna maintain my lead past this week. I could just take a bit of a, I could take a bit of a another leap this week. So, uh, oh yeah, that's right. We also got another game right. OSU OU the line was at twenty and a half is an easy under, and uh, we got Boo-hoo! right. So uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Haybro Podcast at Haybro Podcast. Uh, you can see all some all some good stuff. We can't. No, 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 no. I have to have answers, Hayden. Have to have answers. I'll tell you what, the answer is that it's the Oklahoma State Cowboys. This is what they do. The end. Have a good day. No. No, okay. So, I have to know. Zach Ertz is going to have him on the bench. Um, have to know. You, as an OSU Cowboy fan, do you... Like the call of going for two, you're on the road, go for two, trying to end it in regulation, or with a kicker, excuse me, with a kicker that has missed a field goal, missed an extra point, laces out, Dan, or do you, do you go for that, or do you do what he does and you go for two and try and win it? Here's the thing. Uh... Because if you, if you have Corndog, if Corndog, Puts the pass that needs to be put on that play. You walk away victorious. Here's here's the thing. I didn't watch the full game. I watched the first quarter. I went to TGI Fridays. Terrible idea. There were just a few people in the place. There was this one really annoying couple at the bar. They, they had just a few TVs. It's kind of weird. I kind of expected to be. I, I thought it was more. I, I'd never been to TGI Fridays. Is it TGI Fridays? Yeah, I went to TGI Fridays. Never been there before. I didn't know what kind of place it was. Um, there was just a... Um, there was just a uh, couple of TVs at the bar, and so we sat around in the bar area. I could not go in the bar because I am not 21. So I sat down. There was this annoying couple at the at the at the bar. They had a, they had waters, just waters. They came, they were there before us, but you could tell they hadn't eaten anything, and they just had waters. And we we sat there and got our meals, ate our meals, and left. And they still had waters that they weren't even drinking by the way they ordered a water sat down just because they didn't have a tv you can tell but the entire time this girl's standing up go baby go baby go baby go at kyler murray and and all the ou whatever's and and then you know just scream and it was just there were there weren't very many people there it was like it's obviously 2 30 3 o'clock in, in the afternoon just a few people there watching the watching the game eating some food just like we were and uh, she was just being obnoxious and annoying, I have to say. Uh, 
I would have rather missed the entire game <laughs> than watch than watch the full game with her. So I got first of all the service took forever for them to do anything. So it was hard getting out of there. But the second I got it, I was like, "Let's go, I'm out." Uh, but as I walked out, I gave one last "Go, baby." Is it is probably my, of course you did. I mean, just seriously, it was "Go, baby, go, baby." Everything, and uh, it's probably something I will keep saying uh, till the end of time, especially every bedlam game. <laughs> but I have to say, in that first uh, first half, speaking of the underthrown pass, I, I noticed one big pass. It it, it would have been a big. Just a big play all together if I can't remember exactly what happened, but I just remember Corndog throws it, underthrows it. He, he would have had a man wide open, but he underthrows it. So uh, I can imagine that's kind of like what, what must have happened. I think that was Tylen. I think so. I think that was Tylen so. Wallace. It was, in the first, and it, was just, it was just easy. It was an easy pass. You should have made it. It's just like some of the struggles he'd had before. You should have made it. And then but there was one. He had a guy wide two. open that went on a little wheel route mm-hmm. on the, on the uh, sideline. And he underthrew it. Yes, the wide receiver did lose it. He was looking right to the sun. You could tell, obviously, since he didn't come back for the ball because mm-hmm. there was nobody near him. Right. Uh, that he just he lost that one. To to answer your question though, wasn't watching it, but I was keeping up with it. I was in the movie theater on my phone, probably where I'm getting my hours and hours of screen time. Yes, I am that guy. I guess, but it wasn't very bright. I was I was right in front of the screens. I, anyway. It's not the point. I have my brightness down. Um, did he just rewatch this play for me, Brody? Um, Here. But back and forth. I saw it. I saw the two-point conversion. Okay. It goes back and forth. It seemed like it was going back and forth there at the end. It seemed like, honestly, when you are when you are the away team and you're going back and forth with the team you shouldn't be, shouldn't be beating. Oh, he ripped his shirt. It seems like. It's, it seemed like OSU had the momentum going down there at the end. Of course, like you mentioned, uh, I almost called him Brandon McManus. What's his name? What's his name? I terrible kicker, terrible kicker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Apparently, that's, that's just my, my thing. I, I'm a I'm fan of uh, teams with terrible kickers. What What is his name? I don't know his name. Anyway. Uh, McManus is actually a good kicker. He, yeah, he's all right. Um, he's not, he been having some struggles. I think I kind of like what he did here. I think I liked it because he had him. He had him wide open. He had him open. He just had to hit him. I like, I, I'm fine with the call. I'm fine with going for two. You're on the road. You're having a terrible season. If you lose. Nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose, like we've said. That's why you go for stuff like this, because you have nothing to lose. I'm fine with it because you make it. You win the game, a meaningless game. It means nothing. You may squeak into a bowl game against South Dakota State. Shout out to the, the Jackrabbits once again. You do that, that happens, whatever. But you you go in overtime, you're going to lose in overtime, more than likely, because you're the away team. I'm fine with it. I'm okay. I, I think it's fine. It's just I wish that, I mean, any other quarterback probably could have made that throw. It looks like Corn Dog probably is just afraid of the moment. It's just an OSU thing. Could you say this was another instance of poke choke? Yeah, I mean, they choked it away. I mean, this is what they do. They've had so many opportunities over the, especially last year. Last year, they had numerous opportunities to win that game when they needed to. They couldn't. This year, uh, they didn't want to win it, so they didn't win it. They went for two and just spike it. Just spike it. Whatever. Let's, let's, why not? I can't remember. 
uh, or I don't know if I can even find, where he misses the field goal. Uh, 41-yarder, Matt Amendola. He missed the 41-yarder, misses the extra point. I will continue to say, laces out Dan. That is, that one was not his fault. When you kick the laces, if no one's ever done it, if you haven't done it, you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. Well, for kickers, I mean, they've got, kickers have the most, like, finesse job, I would say, in all of football. I mean, you've got to have the right feeling. You've got to be in your stride. You've got to just be feeling right. You've got to have everything go the way, because, I mean, it's all about just you get that extra centimeter away on the on the football when on your foot where your foot meets a football mm-hmm. it's a whole different kit so yeah it's a big deal it is a giant deal and i just yeah so everyone knows that if he had held the ball it was all that dan marino's fault everyone knows that if he had held the ball laces out like you're supposed to ray would never have missed that kick Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Would you like a cookie, son? <laughs> hmm. What do you know? They're little footballs. <laughs> laces out. Go to the scene at the end where he's just like screaming laces out. I love that part. Yeah. Find that one. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, what are you doing? Great movie. Hilarious. Um, laces out. There's, there's no, there's no, not the one at the end where it reveals that he's, the woman was, whatever his name was all along, and he's just screaming laces out, because yeah, it's really funny. I don't think that's it, because they're all in that barn or whatever, trying to find the dolphin and whatever. Anyway, you can, you can point to many things. It's just that OSU doesn't win this game. They just don't, they don't. They don't win this game. It's just what they do. They can have a good season and lose Iowa State. They can have a good season and lose OU. It just happens. It just happens. Young blood again. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at AbrilCast. That's it. H-A-Y Broadcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you coming on and listening to us. Uh, hopefully, we taught you something. Doubt it. <laughs> uh, if not, we'll try to teach you something uh, on our 100 episode. Uh, but that's all for us today. Uh, we're about to go in there and put my happy butt on the couch. And- Watch uh, my Eagles give me a push because we're gonna win by seven in this game. Um, I am gonna go make the argument drive back. Let's get wrap us up for the night. And we'll be back on Wednesday for you Facebook post. Be back on Thursday for you uh, podcast listeners. Ezekiel Elliott just broke loose. Uh, but we hope you all have a great rest of the week. Hopefully you stay warm. Hopefully you have some uh, snow out on that. You can play with for a little bit. Enjoy it. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Obviously enjoy your food. And uh, always, we will see you next time. Hey, bro. Out. And here I am.